Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Modder, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where each week I bring you dynamic guests. Today I have three dynamic guests. My first one is Althea Ledford, who is the editor of E! The Magazine for Today's Female Executive and CEO of ETM Media Network. Welcome aboard, Althea. It's so nice to have you as a guest today. Thank you, Robbie. I really love the fact that you invited me. I'm really happy to be here. How did you get the idea for the magazine? It's so beautiful. We had. Um, I started. I got the idea actually from something you you helped initiate when I was um, appointed the director of NAFI Los Angeles. I was interviewing so many wonderful speakers to be to come and speak at our chapter and so I thought and I'd already I was already a publisher and I'd already done um, about five books um, different and you know including some children's books and so I thought well where can we put the rest of the speakers for like every you know four to five great speakers I would only had one speaking spot so what were we going to do and then that's when I came up with the idea for the um, magazine and it, it just it just took off from there. And you were a great support in helping it to be successful. Thank you. Well, how did you think to name it? You know, there are thousands of names. So how did you figure out the name? Um, well, I I just wanted a letter, and I don't know how I came up. I think E was for executive. That's where the E came from. But but then I was uh, working around with the magazine for female executives today. So I wanted to make a differentiation between female executives in general, and then current female executives, which, by the way, ranges from millennials all the way up. Since people don't actually retire anymore, they just transition into their next career. So we have 70-plus, 80-year-old readers. All the, you know, So that's where today's female executive means it covers all of that. That's good. How do you find your writers and currently have and are they all from the United States or are they from all over? Well, we started out with 40 to 50 writers when we were a monthly publication and we are now expanded to ETM Media. It's E-T-M-M-E-D-I-A.net. So ETM Media is is where the magazine publishes every month. ETM Media, once everything's fully up and running, will be publishing every two to three days. So we started out with 40 to 50 writers and now we have a, well over 100 writers, and our next benchmark is between two to 400 writers. Um, our writers are all over the world, um, everywhere, every continent. We have writers. We've, we just broke into Asia at the end of last year. So pretty much every, every continent we have writers, and they're women and men, but primarily it's, it's a lot of women. And... Um... What kind of columns are in the magazine? I mean, what kind of things do, do, do you cover? Well, we have um, technology, business, and business is broken out into small business, corporate executives, practitioners, professionals, et cetera. Um, we have um, health and wellness. We have food and wine. We have um, global issues. We have unique issues like one-time events, lots and lots of coaches, and then lots of uh, unique uh, unique experiences. Or if someone has something wonderful and unique, we would love to cover that as well. And then we're also attached to a entire uh, network of conferences nationwide, so we know what's coming out. And then we are working with several, several women's organizations. So all those are in there. Oh, that's great. What was your background before you started the magazine? When uh, I before I started the magazine, I think the longest run career wise was I was a stockbroker and a uh, financial planner for twenty two years, 
And I was, um, after that, I started a software company, which I'm still uh, working on and will still go back and finish. Um, so the, uh, I was a stockbroker basically. And so that's why I really, oh, I forgot to mention finance as one of the categories in the magazine. We definitely have finance in there, financial literacy as well. So that was my background. I was doing that and I did it for corporate. I did it privately. I did it for nonprofits and, uh, we were working on financial planning and, um, investments. Wow. That's interesting. And what was your education? Where did you go to school? I went to Cal State, undergraduate, I went, went to Cal State LA, and I, I got an undergraduate in marketing, and then I went to uh, uh, Claremont, so the Drucker School of uh, Management, School of Management, and I was, I got a double master's at, um, at Claremont, one was for the Management of Information Science, and the other MBA was at the Drucker School of Management. Uh- and do you have any memories from your Claremont, going to Claremont School at all, of some wonderful things oh. that happened while you were there? Oh, yeah, funny you should ask. Yeah, I, w- I actually took Peter Drucker's class, a number of his classes, but he actually taught. He was in his, into his 90s when I, when I was actually in his classroom, but one of the great experiences I had was he, he did a lecture on expert systems, and he was high, really intuitive. I have to say for a 90 years old, even for, if he were 50, I would still say he was really intuitive, but the classroom, there were like about 200 kids in a stadium sized classroom. And he, um, out of the blue selected me to, to teach his next class that next following morning on expert systems and how he knew that I knew about expert systems because he did not know me personally at the time and he picked me out of the class. I was the only one in the class that was doing a double. I was the first one at Claremont to do a double master's, and, and especially in those two areas. And he picked me out of the group, and he said, I perceive that you understand what I'm talking about. It was really amazing. And then I taught his class the next, uh, that following class session about expert systems. But I was just really amazed at the level of perception that he had. At 90, he was, he was still really on his game. He was really an amazing man. So that was my, one of my best um, experiences. There were lots of them, but it was a unique, I love Claremont. It was a really unique school. So learning all about systems really helped you doing the magazine because you certainly have to have a system to put this all together. On, yeah. On the magazine. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. I was about to say it, it is. It was, it was a, it was trial and error. So we, <laughs> as things became needed, that's when I we figured out how to how to do them. And then also, how we did business ten years ago or five years ago is significantly different. I I would tell everyone you have to have millennials in your um, network and in your group, and you have to you know consult with them because they're the future, and we are all very different. Every generation that's still alive. Um, does business a little bit differently. So you kind of have to learn how to speak the language of that business era, era to speak to that particular group. And that's one of the run, one of the, more important than systems is really understanding the age, the age range of your user and, and talking to them the way they need to hear and get their information. So that was been a, that's been an eye opener and they're not teaching that in school. That's something you just have to learn. Oh, I can't hear you. Go ahead. I say, but how do you, how did you get so great on? Are you saying on the layout or on what? Well, because you do a lot with on social media with the magazine. Oh yeah, I I um I don't actually know. I kind of figured out that when I was working, I started working with uh, Twitter, all the major ones, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all the others, and. It was trial and error, and we're in our third year in the magazine, by the way, so at the beginning, we didn't really know what we were doing. We, we, we had a concept, but really getting in there and learning Twitter, learning Facebook, learning LinkedIn, learning how all of them worked at an intense, at a, not as a personal level, but as a publication, it took a while, and I looked at some of the competition and find out what they were doing right and what they were doing wrong, and then we just upped our game, and then we will constantly, I think that'll forever be, 
one of our challenges is to constantly be learning from the competition, learning from new trends, and then, and then, and then implementing it. And then hiring people that know what they're doing is, is really a big deal as well. Do you have interns working with you? Or? Yes, we do. That was one of the great things that happened. Um, I don't have – I have interns that come and go, but I'm in the process of getting an entire – upgrading the team because I need, um, you know, I have back-end people that work on the back-end now, but we've partnered with Smith College and we've partnered with a number of other colleges on the East Coast, women's colleges, and then now I have a partner that we just started working with in uh, Canada who is also working with us with, um, you know, webmastering, social media, content curation, and all that good stuff. So it's a lot going on. We're growing, but it's exciting at the same time. Oh, I can't hear you. Hold on one second. Go ahead, said, say it again. Um, your magazine is an online magazine currently. What are your plans to take it um, to a print magazine, and when when will people be able to see that? Yeah, we've had a lot of we have. It's it's available in print now by by special order. The goal is as soon as we get ATM Media done, which hopefully will be up and running, you know, full speed this year, then we're going we're going to go back and do a mass production in terms of printing. Print print media is not money making, but it's necessary because I myself want to be able to jump back and forth and take you know take a hard copy and not have to turn on my tablet. So I want to, I myself want a hard copy of the magazine. So. Um, I, I'm, and a lot of our readers do. And the, the millennials don't care, but our, our older readers, you know, the ones that have grew up with hard copy want the hard copy. So we will be doing that as soon as we finish with the ETM media phase. Find out more information to advertise and or submit articles. Well, if they're interested in advertising, we have great advertising because uh, our our columnists and our content curators and our and our advertisers in general, we do more than advertise. We actually also do a social media uh, campaign included in our advertising, and we have um, a readership base. As of last year, we had 1.4 million in a readership base. It's more. It's much more than that now. And I don't have a I don't have a number in terms of uh, we had partnered with nine women's organizations at the end of 2015 and it's almost double that now so it's a lot of women's nonprofit organizations local organizations so uh, if someone wants to advertise they can send an email to editor editor at etmmedia.net so it's editor at etmmedia.net and then we will be happy to respond. And that'll come directly to me and I'll I'll forward it to our advertising group. And and is that also the same place they come to you if they'd like to submit articles? Yes. If they want to submit articles, then we go through and I and there's a whole nother um group that works with it's called content curators that work with helping to make that happen. So if they send it to me, I will be able to respond and I do respond to my emails and um, forward it to them. So, again, if you're interested in or would like to be considered to become a columnist or to submit an article, uh, you would send that email to an editor at etmmedia.net. So that's etmmedia.net. That's great. You know, uh, Althea, you're also a great speaker, and you're going to be one of the keynote speakers at the – NAFI conference that's happening April 22nd at the mm-hmm. corporate room in um, Wildemar, California. The topic you said is safe is for sissies, suit up. Well, tell me about mm-hmm. that and what will they learn from that? Uh, that was a um, topic regarding just being so cautious that you completely avoid your life and you have to be out to the edge, you have to, and it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with your ability to embrace life as it is, and that, and to it, because we sometimes we try to draw within the lines and be so cautious and be so careful, and we just to the point that we're boring, and it's just like there's not. You have to 
you have to go to the edge and be yourself. You have to be who you're meant to be. And you can't, if you're afraid or if you're, if you're afraid of upsetting or, or drawing outside of the lines or stepping out or, you know, you can't. So a death of a business or a talent or a product or anything is blending in. If you blend in, you're dead. So I say that with advertising. I say that with products. I say that with, with um, anything that you do. If you blend in, you will disappear. So you cannot blend in. You have to go to the edge of your life and you jump clean off into, some, into the future. You, you make a difference. You, you go out there and start and make it, you make a difference, make your voice known. So it's all about be, making, a, making a, a loud noise <laughs> anywhere, any place, any place that you are. What are some of your future plans for the magazine? Well, in, um, for ETM Media, we plan on being, uh, our tagline in ETM Media is news from a balanced perspective. And the reason that we um, pick that is most women are virtually invisible or by invitation only appear in the media or appear on forums, appear in roundtables. And uh, we have to be, uh, we have to have our own channel. Not to say, not to say that we're not needed and recognized in other areas, but the, but more importantly, we have to have a forum, an area to be able to be heard. So we plan on ETM Media. We plan on creating, and we're doing it now, creating news and content that will go out and be shared on major networks, and we want to be the source of women's information. So not just the, you know, the coach stuff or the sewing stuff or the cooking stuff, but on global issues, when you have a roundtable, um, you have right now, if you go to, if you look at news and they have women, they'll have eight guys and two women, and then those two women should be just lucky to be there. And when, in fact, we're 50% of the population, we should be represented at the table just that same way. So women need to be, um, in, in order to, to start the trend of women doing that and becoming more um, uh, recognized and visible, we have to be recognized. We have to be out there. If you want more women in science and math and financial you know, issues and technology, then you need to see them. And once other women see them, they'll follow in and say, I can do it as well. So it's, visibility is a big piece of being heard. So that's what ETM Media will be. They'll be a, we will be the same content that you get every place else, but from a balanced perspective. So it'll be either written by women, about women, or at least 50% of the major thought processes that go into the news creation will be coming from women. That's our, that's our goal, to be a major network. And are you planning any TV or anything with the magazine? Yes, ET uh, ETM Media uh, has is a multimedia platform. So we have television, radio, affiliate marketing. Uh, we will have a shopping channel. Uh, we have uh, and the magazine's there as well. And the magazine is there in whole as so you can read it as a magazine, or you can search by author, by title of the article, or by topic group or segment. And you can find the information. We have thousands of articles at this point, so it, it was important for the media to, and uh, for the um, website, the media site, to see have all that information there. Of that group, we have since we have a huge amount of content and content creators, we are moving into television. We have three uh, channels now that we're we have to fill up. But we'll be doing that this year with our writers and our columnists. We'll go into their own production and uh, be working on the production. And we're also partnered with, um, we're also partnered with um, Transformation for Success um, Radio and, and uh, the Total Women's Network uh, with Dr. Barbara Young. And she's been, we, we partnered end of last year and we are sharing information and working with different um, women. And just the whole goal is to develop and get, get voices heard especially women's voices heard. So we're not exclusive to women, but we focus on the women's issues. If you, what kind of tips would you give women that want to have an idea and want to start a business? Because you're so creative and you have great follow-through skills. So tell me what you would say to them. If there was, a, if there was someone that wanted to start a business, I think, the thing that people don't do that they absolutely must do is create a business plan. And you can call it a work plan or 
whatever you want to call it, but it's where you actually get a chance to hash out what it is you're, conce- you're conceptualizing. So you you go, I, I would, when I do that type of training for small business owners, I tell them how they have to actually go through the entire process of the concept from, I call it from concept to shelf. And then you, you're thinking of how, what am I going to, if it's a service or a business, be very diligent in writing it down. You need to understand how every aspect of your operation should run. Now, whether you run it yourself or not is, is a different thing, but the, you need to be able to. This is that infancy of a business. Um, and then you need to be able to know the cost. You need to know the budgeting of your business. You need to know how, what type of staffing you're going to need. I mean, there's just a number of things, but doing a business plan and doing it without money being on the table, the money's the last thing you put in. Before that, you do the brain work, you do your research, you get the pieces done, you you work for yourself, you know, if you're working on a regular job or not, but you work for yourself diligently and getting all the details created. And then, uh, then ask somebody, have the courage to ask someone that knows about business or that knows about, you know, attorneys, accountants, um, seek expert advice in your area. Look at the business plans of your competitor if it's available read their financial statements. If they're publicly traded companies, read their business, their goals, and what they're doing. Look at their budgets. So, if, and uh, research, research, research. You cannot research too much before you get started. And then, but, but I don't want you to be paralyzed with it, but research enough so that you understand and know what you're doing. If you get in front of an investor, you should know how to answer those questions. You should be able to um, understand enough to you're always selling when you're starting a business. You should be able to understand enough of your business and that compelling discussion as to why somebody would invest or buy your product or service. But you need to be very um, well, very familiar. I don't know. Shouldn't I don't know. You may not know that time, but the next time you get asked a question, you should know. So you shouldn't say I don't know twice on the same question once, and then the next time you should actually have researched and gotten the answer. So um, do, do you think? good for them to have like market research teams too where they throw out ideas and see you know like for instance a lot of times people will name a company and it doesn't even say what their company does so sometimes with the market research that you know you can bring together different people and you can say well this is what I'm going to name my company what do you think it does and yeah you're, you're exactly right. A lot of times people pick a name because it was the name of their dog or their house or their mom or some famous, something significant to them, which means nothing to the public. And unless, for example, you are like a Google or an AOL or a Facebook where you have created a, a name, that means absolutely nothing until you make it something. So that's a, that's a concept. But whatever it, it is, when you get past the name, on the branding and on the um, Facebook and your social media profile on your website, all that stuff should be crystal clear because people have a very short attention span. And you should be able, if you can't tell them what you're doing in like 30 seconds, if they don't grab it in 30 seconds, they're off to the next site and you've lost them. So they need to know exactly, and all your search engine information should be consistent. They should know exactly what it is you do. You can name it whatever you want to, but they need to know. And one word name is real popular right now, so don't go into a sentence. It should be like a one word or letters or something really fun and very to the point. Um, but getting back to uh, the branding, you should people should be able to look at your site and know what you do within seconds. And they should be able to click, and no click should go too deep. Two clicks are too deep is enough. Two clicks is enough to get you to their to get them to their appointed destination because they don't have a lot of time and everybody's clamoring for their attention. So if you start out with a very long, drawn-out discussion, nobody cares. They want to, if they can't get it, if they're not looking for you and they can't get it and they can't, they can't pull you up on social media, then you're invisible. So you need to be able to be highly visible, highly accessible, and the information needs to be very concise and instantly um, rec- uh, understandable. If you can, and it's possible. How can uh, they get go online and see copies of the magazine, and how can they reach you? Okay, well, they want to reach me. I'm going to give you our our office number is area code 
two, I'm going to repeat it twice, so slowly, 213-294-4288. It's 213-294-4288, and that's for ETM Media. And it'll walk you through how to reach me. Uh, second um, thing is, if somebody wants to get a copy of the of the magazine, we always keep the current copy on the first page of our <clears throat> of our website, and it's is much easier than the than the link. It's etmmedia.net. That same one, the same website has everything on the front page. So etmm excuse me, etmmedia.net, and then right on the front page, there's a current issue. Click it, and it opens right up, and you can flip through the pages, and or you can, you know, look on the site, because all the other articles for the last uh, year and a half or two years are there right on the website. Yeah, because most of the information that goes in the magazine it's really current. It doesn't matter when you read it. You know, you can go back and yeah. read it and then read it again. And and each time you read it, you get some um, additional information about, you know, uh, the, that particular column. It never kind of oh, gets yeah. outdated. Oh, yeah. And we One of the reasons is because we, we work with uh, practitioners. We don't use a lot of freelance writers. Most of our writers are people that whatever they're writing about, that's what they're actually doing. So there's a a speaking series, a book, or a tape, or a blog, or, you know, TV, like yourself, radio show or TV show, they're actually doing what it is they're writing about, and they want you to contact them. So that's why we chose to use practitioners instead of uh, freelance writers. And what are some of the, the – you're working on the current issue. What are some of the things that are being this current issue? This current issue, which is coming out hopefully today or tomorrow – will be called, uh, it's regarding women's, the, the big surge in women's concern for their uh, policies. And the topic is called Engage, and, it's, and the subtitle is From Protest to Policy. And it's how to take all that energy of the protesting and turn it into policy, turn it into change, turn it into something that we can actually, you know, sink our teeth into that can actually change the world. And it may not be about women's issues. It might be about stopping hunger or stopping war or gun control or whatever it is your topic that you are concerned about, empowering uh, women and individuals, not exclusively for women, but individuals to take their ideas, become an advocate, and go forward um, uh, and turn and change the world with, with your pen, with your pen and, and policies. And I, I have um, – worked with two groups, a strategy group, which here in, in Southern California, and then but Dr. Barbara Young, who teaches policy uh, at the Cal State School. But she's, she's an expert in policy development, and that's what um, we are, that's one of the things women don't know how to do, and, and we know how to talk about it, but we don't know how to actually implement something that will cause change. That's well, that's great. Well, that's been some great information, and um, I want, we've been talking with Althea Magazine for today's female and, and executive of and CEO of um, um, ETM Media Network. And again, let's give them that website, and then I have to, have to bring in my next guest, which will be Sandy Fuentier. Absolutely, and then I thank you for having me. This is wonderful. Uh, the magazine, the uh, web, the, uh, the website is etmmedia.net. Etmmedia.net. Thank you, Robin. Okay. Thank you so okay. much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Hi, Robbie. I'm I'm doing good. I have a little bit of voice today, so I'll do my best. Right now we're talking with Sandy Fuente, who is an independent beauty and advanced color consultant with Mary Kay Cosmetics. So, so tell us a little bit about your profession and how did you get started in it? Um, Robbie, I started about 24 years ago, and what drew me into the company were the priorities of Mary Kay, which were God first family, and then our career, and if we kept things in that order, we could be happy and successful. I like that idea, um, especially, I've got two grown kids now, but at that time, they were much younger, 
And I get to go out and teach people skin care and color cosmetics and help them overcome problems with their skin and also to help them bring the, the beauty that's inside of them out. So tell me the most profound moment, um, moment or moments in the business. What are they that you've had since you've been Having a woman look in the mirror when we're done and tell me that she, for the first time in her life, she felt beautiful. Wow. And didn't you and, earn some cards? Um, I did over the course of my career. Um, I've had highs and lows, but I did earn the use of four company cars, which I'm very proud of. And actually right now, we're building again to um, go after that pink Cadillac that I haven't achieved yet. But there's no time limit for me, so it's something I'm going to do before I before I leave this world. Um, what are some of your top selling products, and why are they the top sellers? Um, our skincare products are the best. They are prestige products at reasonable prices, and the value of the products is great because um, the cleanser, the night creams, everything go a long, long way. It's not like you have to run out to the store once a month to replenish your supply. Um, The products are all quality tested and um, just as good or better than the products that are in some of the department stores and well-known brands. But we manufacture our own in Texas, so we know what's going into those products. Um, And don't you have a lot that work on anti-aging as well? And what are those, some of those? Oh, yes. We have, um, well, I assume it's mostly women on here. So we have three different age-fighting eye creams, and one of them is called the Starbucks, which is a soothing eye gel. Then the next most powerful is our firming eye cream, which is referred to as the push-up bra. And then we have our repair eye cream, which is the most powerful of them all. Our repair line is specifically made to reverse the signs of aging. Wow. That's great. Um, what did you do before you got into the Mary Kay business? Um, before Mary Kay and during Mary Kay, I worked in the transportation industry. And for a while, I was an executive babysitter, which actually is I worked for the two owners of a worldwide transportation company. And I probably knew more about their personal life than they did. Um, for over 30 years, I also helped my husband with his heating and air conditioning business run it. And he always said I was the best helper there ever was. But um, I've done just about everything, whether it be sitting behind a desk or being out there on a job site and directing a crane. So how did you hear, hear about Mary Kay, did someone recruit you or? Um, one, of my neighbors, one of my neighbors at the time was going to have um, a little party. And so I agreed to go. I didn't plan to buy anything. And I liked that it was, um, we got to try the products without purchasing them. And also that there was no obligation to buy. So I was doing her a favor, and I went there to be a body. But um, when we were done, I walked next door and showed my husband, and he said it looks a lot better than the stuff you've been wearing. Get it. So I did, and I've been using it ever since. And don't don't you like to do uh, – don't you like people to have parties in their homes and invite you to be there? Isn't that oh. one of the ways you like to sell, or how does it work? Yes. Mary Kay's products are only available through a individual consultant, independent consultant. And that is so you 
develop that personal relationship with them, and you know during different times of their life what their skin needs, what um, they may be going through that requires some extra pampering or whatever. And, um, yes, we love to do parties. We can do theme parties, which are like um, a spa party. We can do luscious lips. We can actually cater to whatever the women are interested in. Or we have our tried and true um, skincare classes where we teach you how to take care of your skin and send you out the door with a, like a dash out the door look, just a very minimal glamour look. And then we get together with you later for a more advanced glamour look. So tell me, what are some of your hobbies? Hobbies. Um, I don't know exactly if it's my hobby, but we love our 14-month-old granddaughter. We get to go and spend time with her every Wednesday. And as you know, that day is non-negotiable. We go in there to take care of her, and it's a privilege, not a babysitting job. We look forward to it. My husband says on Tuesdays he's resting up for it. On Wednesdays, we're there, and then on Thursdays, he's recuperating from her because she moves around so much. Um, some of my other hobbies are gardening. I, I have a, a, my first orchid that is blooming now, which I'm completely thrilled with. I love to garden and play around in the dirt. Um, we also have two MGs that we like to take out riding around when they're running. And just being with family and friends. You're also a writer. You've written lots of columns on on what are the columns that you write about? Um, Yes, I have been for a few years now. I've been writing in the Inland Empire Business Journal. And um, that's called Beauty Buzz. And then recently I started writing a column in Menifee Buzz. And that's called Minifee's Beauty Buzz. And there are articles on um, what's fashionable, what the new colors for spring are, uh, tips to get a, a fuller lip line to make your eyes look better, um, help reduce aging, all those kinds of fun tips. Those are great. Um, so you have, do you, how many children do you have? We have two. A, a son who's 40 and a daughter 33, and the and granddaughter they, belongs to him. And the, do both your children live close to you? or? Yes, um, in Orange County, and we live out here in the Lake Elsinore area. Um, you're going to be a vendor at this year's NAFI April 22nd conference. What will you feature at your vendor booth? I'm going to be showing the new spring collection of um, colors and anything from nail polishes to eyeshadows and lipsticks. But the lipsticks are very interesting because they're, they're called a glossy lip oil, and they are so moisturizing for the lips. So I'll have those products there with me that people can look at and try. And then we're also going to be spinning the wheel for savings. And um, people, there will be different things on the wheel that people can win or uh, get discounts for or some things to take home that day. Oh, wow, that's going to be great. Well, so... Is this this new lipstick, is it the first year it's out? I I haven't heard of it. Yes, it's a limited edition item, and it it has several different oils in it, jojoba oil. And um, I got to try them last week because they're just coming out now. So I ordered mine. I haven't received them yet. But they're a very glossy look. Um, They have a nice coverage, and they're not sticky um, or tacky like some lip glosses are, but they're just this beautiful, shiny look. 
So if somebody wanted to get in the Mary Kay business, could they come in under you, and how does that work? Oh, most definitely. Um, That's one of the things I'm working on now also is finding some good quality women to add to our team and to do the same thing I do, basically, to introduce other women to um, Mary Kay products. Mary Kay, when she was alive, asked us to do two things, and that was to um, show our products to people so that they could try them and also to share the opportunity of this business that was created specifically for women. And, um, uh, the amount of awards and um, prestigious honors she received were just unbelievable. And she, she was so far ahead of her time back then, 54 years ago, um, that it's wonderful that she built the company with people that were able to keep continuing on the legacy of Mary Kay Ash. You're on some one special team or something with Mary Kay as well. Aren't you a like a charity team or something? Oh, yes. I um, recently was honored to be named one of the ambassadors for the Mary Kay Charitable Foundation, which <clears throat> Excuse me, which is a foundation for a nonprofit, and it um, the money goes to research for women's cancers and trying to find a cure, and also to help stomp out domestic violence. Um, there are people that go into the schools and talk to teenagers about how to say no. And if they are in a domestic violent situation, how to handle it. And there is a special phone number, which I'm sorry, but I don't have with me right now, where people can always call that number and be able to get someone on the other line. Well, how do people get in touch with you, and what is your website if they wanted to look at the products online? (coughs) Excuse me, my voice almost held out. Um, Again, my name is Sandy Fuente. My phone number, or you can text me at 714-981-7013. And my website is www.marykay.com slash S-Fuente. And that's how I can be reached. S-U, what is it? What What is the, after the Mary Kay, what is it? My first initial, S for Sandy, and then my last name, which is Fuente, F-U-E-N-T-Y. And give them your phone number again. 714-981-7013. The last number didn't come in. Say it again. I'm sorry. Seven zero one three. Okay. Seven one four nine eight one seven zero one three. Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And um, so, what are what are you excited about in the coming year in your business? I'm excited about becoming a director and that will mean that I have my own unit of um, people to lead and the speed of the leader is the speed of the gang so I have to be out there setting examples for them and I'd love to walk across stage in the Queen's Court of Sales. That is something I have not done and it's another one of my goals. Well, you'll achieve it because you're great and you, you, you're you really good at what you do. I've seen you in action. Uh, and you're, Thank you, you know, you're, you're willing to get out there and, and let people know who you are and what you do. So that's really an important factor when you're doing the kind of work you're doing. And you have a great product to sell because, like you say, the product, you know what's in the product. So many yeah. times when people buy things at a 
store, they don't really know what we have or what we, you know, what's in them. And I think it's in today's world, it's important. Well, Sandy, it's been wonderful. I've been talking with Sandy Fuente, who's an independent beauty and advanced color consultant with Mary Kay Cosmetics. And she's been with the company for over 24 years. So, again, Sandy, give them your phone number, and then I have to leave you and go to my next guest. Okay. My phone number is 714-981-7013. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye, Robbie. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. My third guest today is Joan Wakelin. Joan Wakelin is the director of the Nappy Riverside Network and this year's uh, winner of the ACE Award for Nappy. She also is a retired as a pharmaceutical sales rep in 2014. Hi, Joan. So great to have Hi. you. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show, Robbie. I want to know where you're from. Where I'm are you from Jamaica. What part of Jamaica? I was born in Port Antonio. It's in the east side of the island. Is that near the ocean or mountains or? Is it near the ocean or the mountains? Uh, the Port Antonio is on by the ocean. By the ocean. Oh, that's nice. Um, yes. Tell me. Um, what did you do in your career? Because you've had a long career and you've done a lot of things. So tell us about your career. What has it been? Basically, I was a pharmacist in my country and I came to America and I could not practice pharmacy here because I didn't, I didn't have training here. So I went into the pharmaceutical industry and I worked in that arena from 1980 until 2014 for Big Pharma. So what are you doing now? Now that I am retired, I have been doing network marketing, and I found a company that did not really focus so much on network marketing but on the distribution of their products, so that's better for me. And that is a company that's out of Canada that's called Box Life. And what they do, they have amazing socks and insoles that benefit the user in so many ways. And if you don't mind, I can let you have those ways. Uh, For instance, someone who has low energy, they will use that socks and they will find improvement in their stability, the energy, their, their strength, balance of, you know, they get an increased balance, and I benefited there because I had a imbalance, especially leaning to the right side. And there's range of motion for the people who play golf or just elderly people who move in and out of a car. So I'm happy to introduce that to people so that they can get their performance up. That's basically what we want to have, good quality of living so it doesn't matter how old we are, we still want to be able to stand erect and do stuff that we used to do when we were young. Is there something in the socks that makes all that happen? Actually, there is an imprint there, and it's a technology that was developed by Mr. J. Dalliwal, and he is out of Canada, and he worked with this. It's neuroscience, and neuromuscular science at that and he had been working on it for over six years and developed it in a way where with an encryption of his finger mark he used the technology that could help people that have an imbalance or any nervous problems like pain discomfort in the feet people who are golfers that need to have an extra range of motion, that technology is proper. It's, it's, it's not patented, but he had a way that he could put it in a pair of socks or insoles and it would benefit people and the users get the benefit. 
he is so sure that you can get benefits from it. So he's got a money back guarantee on it. And that's sort of nice. But he explained to us that the technology started with the dentist who used to use this technology in TMJ, which is oh, wow. a disorder in the jaw area, which is very painful. And the side effects from that technology led to the socks and then to insoles. And they're thinking about expanding it to other garments or like gloves that people will get benefit from the ones who have probably no circulation in their hands. But we can't make any medical claims on this. This is not a cure. This offers relief. Does the socks come in different colors, or is it just one color? Or oh, many colors of- and different, many colors and different sizes. They have, and, and you, but the technology remains the same. Do you have a website where they can look at the? Yes, they can. It, uh, the website that we have is https colon two forward slashes box life dot com slash positive p o s i t i v e one number one positive number one okay positive one yes that sounds good right. well people take a look at it because I've seen several people that have bought them that are having great results already so um, you might want to take a look at it they're also be good for chiropractors wouldn't it also Yes, actually, the chiropractor that I do attend, he was very interested in the product. And this morning, I this morning I was fortunate enough to introduce it to a pharmacist who decided that he would like to distribute it to his patients. So people are jumping on it. I have ads in the Facebook so that people can see the benefits. There's actually a picture with a subject's feet showing how the feet improved in circulation in a short time. And where is that on in Facebook? What is the address it's on for Facebook. that? Do you know? It's on the Amazing Socks in Facebook. On Amazing Socks? Yeah. It says Amazing okay. Socks and it's in Facebook. Okay. Um, in your in over the past years, you've won many awards. Tell me about them, and what was the the one you liked the most? Oh, it's it's amazing, Robbie. I have had so many awards, and I thought that everything that I did was just not seen under the radar, so to speak. But after joining NAFI. What I experienced is that the people in NAFI, they look out for each other. And this is why I'm so passionate about NAFI. It's a very unselfish organization. We try to empower other women and give them the resources that they need to achieve their goals. And this is very interesting to me because I like to share. And when you have someone who is fearful or not confident, should I say, about what they want, you can have other women to mentor them. And that's, it's great that we can help each other to achieve our goals. Yeah, that's so true. You know, helping one, when you help somebody get where they need to go, it comes back to you in so many ways. And there's a special, there's there's a special feeling that you get when you know you have helped someone. It's what I always call it, my psychic paycheck, because it's not tangible. You don't do this for money. You don't do it to be seen. You just do it because you have that passion to help that other person to succeed. Um, do you have any Do you have any hobbies that you like to do? Well, right now I can tell you I do a lot of reading. I I like reading motivational, inspiring books and quotes. I like walking. I do a little bit of traveling. 
don't have too much time for movies, but sometimes I have to use it to relax. But where I really get my best joy is to help others, to motivate other people. And, uh, you know, if I have friends that have fundraising going along for a worthwhile project, then I may associate and partner with them. And one of those projects that I'm thinking right now is Operation Prom Girl. This woman, Dawn Schultz, she has been very helpful in providing people who need gowns for the prom that they couldn't probably afford. But with her being uh, being accessible to other women that can provide gowns, then she's able to pass these gowns on to the girls. Another fundraiser that I do is AYDH, which is an African youth development group. They get food and other medical supplies for people here and Africa. And I also work with the Lions. I'm a member of Lions and I like that Lions Club because we're helping people with vision. So always, I'm always looking to help. I, I do breast cancer awareness with Susan G. Coleman. I help those people there. So I spread myself thin, but I enjoy it. Do you have any children Tell me and grandchildren? Tell me about them. Oh, I've got a boy, one boy, and he's provided me with two beautiful grandchildren. My son's name is Dwayne, and he works for a pharmaceutical company. And um, my two grandchildren, one will be 10 in October, and the other will be 4 in July. And they are just wonderful. They keep me going. Do they live locally, or do you visit them Oh no! Often? Oh, no. I have to travel. I have to travel at least six hours to see them. They're back east. But I speak with them every day. Today I had my share of talking to them, and I thought I was talking to four children instead of two. <laughs> and I understand one of them is kind of musically inclined, right? Yes, the girl. The girl is... She plays the cello, she plays the piano, and she does a good job at both. Actually, today she told me she she was just leaving her old music book to get a new one. So I said, well, that's great, because when you master one, then you can move forward. And she practices, Um, and this is a key, practicing. That's good. You're going to be a vendor at the NAPI conference on April 22nd at the, uh, con- the conference room in Wildermark, California. What do you plan to display in your booth there? Well, my amazing socks and insoles, that's a priority. I will be doing that. And also, I always find interesting technology. So the people who are users of cell phones in order to prevent the electromagnetic force hitting them real hard, I will have some pendants that I can offer them that will block those rays from harming them. So tell people how they can get a hold of you. We're getting down in our account for the show. Okay. My... Telephone number is 909-721-7648. My email address is my name, Joan E. Wakeland at gmail.com. I don't think so. We heard the middle. So it's Joan E. Wakeland at gmail.com. Right. And Joan, you run the Riverside Nappy. Can you tell them when we have about 30 seconds? So tell them where you meet and when. We meet at the Canyon Crest Winery, which is 5225 Canyon Crest Drive in the city of Riverside. 92507 is the zip code. And we meet and when you- every second Tuesday of the month at 630. Okay, uh, again, give them your phone number and email. 
7648. Email address Joan E. Wakeland at gmail.com. Okay, Joan, it's been great having you on the show. We're, it's amazing how fast the time goes. But our time yes. for this Monday, it is all over now. And so thank you again for being my guest. And today's show was it's an great. Honor. Three great. Three great guests, and it was everything went great. So have a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Robbie.